Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Impact 24/7. I am thrilled today to have a amazing uh, guest on the show. Okay, this lady, this creative, okay, dynamic uh, lady is a winning creative director, a writer. She writes short stories, poetry, currently working on a first novel. She is a passionate long distance runner having many podium finishes and awards okay to her credit a huge proponent of the sport so much so that she has also made a documentary film called Two Feet to Fly which is a tribute to long distance running and it was phenomenal I just shared it I just, I just watched it yesterday and I shared it on Facebook it was beautiful you know so I'm so thrilled to have uh, this amazing person on the show so welcome Kalpana Komal to impact 24/7 how are you doing i'm great manish thank you for having me it's a pleasure no pleasure is all mine pleasure is all mine you have a beautiful story to share and i definitely wanted to capture it so what i want to what i want to know is how is dubai going for you this is your first trip to dubai is it no this is my second i was here last year okay um my sister lives here so that makes it easy for me to visit okay and, uh, that's a good reason to live there yeah. I brought my son along this time and it's his first time Amazing. so i saw dubai through a child eyes this time yeah uh, yeah it's uh, been fun i saw some of your pictures on fb you're having a nice time doing <laughs> yeah, bike riding and all it's getting over i'm leaving tomorrow and how amazing that i'm sitting here i came for a holiday and uh, here i am yeah so. master plan <laughs> master plan so what i want to know you know is is that your your startup in running or you know all the awards that you have to your credit and the podium finishes you have to how did it began how did your uh, journey in running begin is it from school days or is it something you picked up later in life um i've always been fairly athletic i used to uh, play a lot of sport in school okay uh, i used to play badminton i played like pretty much every sport uh, okay. i used to sprint okay. i used to play badminton i used to represent my school okay. college at state level um but i never saw myself as an athlete okay. and once i like started i get, got into my masters and started working in advertising there was no uh, sport at all okay and um i started running long distance running and i never thought i could be a long distance runner because i've always done sprints and uh i would run at the same speed for 400 meters and i would die so i thought okay long distance that's running that's our story too <laughs> same thing happens with us yeah it's it's because i didn't know how to run long distance i didn't know how to pace myself okay um then i started um, running in uh, 2010 which is recent which is it's 9 years ago yeah yeah not like the school days so it's pretty recent right so i started uh, long distance running okay. in 2010 uh, mainly okay. because i just wanted to get fitter i okay. was coming out of a physical ailment i had like a bad back okay so and i was feeling super unfit and i just wanted to get back into fitness and a friend kind of a fellow parent at my son's school okay he told me about this amazing uh, running group called runners high and okay. he said uh, in india in, in bangalore yes in bangalore, in bangalore. okay and um, he was like um, if i i've never done any physical sport in my life and if i can run you can run if i can run 10 kilometers you can run okay. so that gave me hope and he emailed me the form okay. and i was like what's the harm in just filling up a form and sending it out so right. so i did that and right. then um, the the coach there emailed me back santosh um and he said turn up at this place and uh, i was like what's the harm in just showing up so i showed up 
and and that's all that's that how it, it began that, that is it so the rest was history but so, you showed up because you felt like you should do it or there was something about it that called you what um, made you sure i i definitely think uh, it it called me running mm. like was a calling mm. but also i'm like this i'm a kind of person who who commits like i'm totally committed like i sign up for something i'm in it for the long haul so mm. i s- sent in that form and i was like i'm just going i'm going to do this and i'm going to show up at, like one step at a time and let's see how it goes mm. so let me just like trust the process and uh, see where it takes me and it just kind of took off from there and the rest is history and what's been the highlight of this uh, journey in long distance running what's been the most beautiful moment for you there has been many i wouldn't say there's been one moment i think like every run is different every run is amazing some and it's not easy it's hard it's like even now sometimes i struggle to go do a 10 km easy run sometimes but it's it's become a habit now it's it's part of me it's it's who i am um and like i just don't feel right if i don't run for a few days okay. you know um so but if you ask me for a highlight like finishing a marathon is definitely a highlight so i've run several marathons like run like about 10 marathons so far virtually like a 42 km Correct. marathon yeah so like finishing a marathon is always a big high uh, and how I've, many hours does it take to run and finish it uh my best time has been 3 hours 55 minutes wow So like yeah to do a marathon in a, in a decent time that feels good so it means i've really like given it my my all i've given it my best and i know i've like worked to my potential that feels good that's what feels good about uh, running races okay. Yeah. okay and which was the most memorable of all the marathons you would have run i'm sure every marathon is special but which uh, would be the most memorable I would say the last one that I ran in October that mm. was like because that's fresh in my memory it's memorable Where was it um, in Bangalore and mm. on the Bangalore marathon it was really good so it was Standard Chartered Bank Correct yeah Okay and um, that was also my like fastest marathon and I was running that after a break of 4 years okay. of not having run marathons so okay. it was also to like to prove myself that I still got it Okay. Uh, and I wanted to do a certain time and I did it exactly in that time. So that felt good that like if I can set out to do something and I can do it then I feel like oh I can do that in every aspect of my life. So that is something I've got from running that kind of confidence that like that's um, one of the best that's one of benefits the, of being a part of this journey. Confidence in myself. Confidence like you feel like you find strength that you did not know you possessed. Um you find resilience because it's not easy it's mental sport it's not just physical so you have to mentally push yourself uh, after a point so and does uh, it translate into that mental sense translates into your personal life also for sure like in every aspect of my life it's mm. about not, not giving up right it's an endurance sport so like if you can run for 4 hours or you can run a marathon that shows that you can endure pain you can endure uh, you have stamina to keep going you have resilience you know you, anything can go wrong in that time your you know your muscles can give up your breathing can give up i have asthma so there's that so okay. anything can happen you can be dehydrated um you can dnf which is did not finish okay. uh, anything can happen you can have a heat which stroke. is also very painful right when you do not finish yeah it's happened to me once in a half marathon okay. yeah it is painful I, like i had to dnf 300 meters before the finish line because i was in go. delhi yeah and uh, i i it's not like i couldn't go i was um 
I think about to faint or something and so people picked me up I think I was about I had a heat stroke 300 meters before I finished and uh, I kind of had an out-of-body experience like I felt like oh why is my pace going you know why is it slow why am I running so slow because I couldn't keep pace hmm. and I was I didn't know what was happening it's like my hmm. legs were moving and I felt like I was detached and I was watching them it was a surreal experience and then I saw some people just come and pick me up and put me on a stretcher and take me in the ambulance. I'm like, what are you doing? I've got 300 meters left. Let me finish. They were like, no. Yeah, but uh, anything can happen. That was only a half marathon. So anything can happen. And and since these variables that could happen from anywhere, either internal, you know, physical, biological, uh, or out-of-body experience, as you say, all right, I'm sure it takes a lot of preparation to to keep yourself physically, mentally fit to be able to deal with all this. So what's your morning routine like? If you were to prepare yourself, I'm sure there's a morning routine that you go by, that you stick by. Right. So I'm not a, I'm not a morning person at all. So I struggle to wake up in the morning uh, and run. So I usually run in the evenings. Okay. And I run on the treadmill. I'm kind of a solo runner. Okay. But long runs, um, I do it in the morning. So I wake up early morning and I run with a group back okay. in Bangalore. So this is when you're like practicing for the marathon. Uh, training or like usually weekends once a week I do a long run okay uh, especially if I'm training I have to do a long run every weekend so okay. um, yeah then I wake up at like crazy hours like four o'clock and then uh, run for like 20 to 36 kilometers depending on what the distance is that I'm supposed to run okay um, so that is during training but normally I run in the evenings I run mm. like a minimum of 10 kilometers um, this is every day Almost every day. I run almost every day. Okay. Uh, the days that I don't run, I do yoga. Okay. So, yeah. But in the morning, I, I meditate. Okay. So, that is like an important part of my... So, that's a routine that is a very integral part of your day. Correct. So, meditation is... So, and exercise is definitely one. Running is my main squeeze. So, like, uh, I try to run most days. Okay. Uh, and the days I don't run... I, like, I love yoga. So, at least a couple of times a week, I do yoga. So... Morning meditation, is there a particular kind of meditation that you do? So, uh, yes. So, there's this one kind of meditation that really um, works powerfully for me. That's called the Raj Yoga meditation from Brahma Kumaris. I learned that many years ago, okay. about 10 years ago. And uh, I find uh, it amazing. But um, Did you go there and learn it? I, I did, yeah. It's a seven-day course. And, and I, what's, the, what's the institute called? Uh, it's called Brahma Kumaris. They're okay. there around the world. So okay. uh, I found, like I've learned different types of meditation before mm -hmm. as a child, but uh, this one really kind of like connected with me. Okay. So uh, that works. But uh, I also try like different like healing techniques. So yeah. um, I do EFT sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, and um, these days I've, I've been doing this uh, ho hoponopo. Yeah. No, yeah. So I, I find that amazing, quite, um, quite powerful. So uh, I do that healing, like the Hawaiian thing. Okay, no but you, you, but that would be a very short one, right? Thank yeah, you, so I, I love you. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, um, what, what are I, the four I, statements in that? It's, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, please forgive me, uh, thank you, I love you. So that's, uh, that's the mantra, and, and you, you and that times. also is a kind of meditation. It is know? a kind of meditation, so you can say that. So I say I do that, and okay. I also like spend a bit of time meditating, okay. which is like kind of grounding myself, and uh, yeah, just, just to connect. To the source and the why universe. do you think that is important the meditation, meditation. Um, to feel the connection with the source like with the universe because mm -hmm. I feel very um, 
especially because I've been meditating perhaps, that I feel very connected to the universe and I find a lot of meaning in everything. Like I'm able to pay attention to um, what is happening around me, the things that are happening in my day and what I'm feeling. Like there's a lot of connection. I feel the connection. So and I find that when I do the meditation, my awareness is higher. Like when I do the meditation in the morning. There are days when I just drift along and I don't kind of pay attention to what is happening and who I'm meeting and um, what is going on around me. And I realize those are the days that I'm not really connected. But if I sat down to write about it, I have a, I write a journal every day. Okay. I, I, I have a That's also your morning routine? That's, I do it in the nights. Mostly. Okay. Yeah. I have a gratitude. So I'll come to the night routine also. <laughs> because, so because I'm not very like, oh, I just have to do it once a day. Okay. So, it's, so you're not, you're not fixated about a time. particular time, a particular activity. Okay. Right. So most of the time I you flow gratitude log in the night, but, uh, uh, because I know what's happened during the day and I have a lot to be grateful for. So in that, so when I write it down, then I see the connection, right? But as if I don't meditate in the morning and I don't feel connected, I'm just drifting along and I'm not seeing the connection. I'm not seeing meaning. I'm not seeing the stories. But when I feel connected, even if it's one minute, if I feel it in the morning, then I feel more aware. Of, I feel like I pay more attention to okay. what's happening in my day and what's going on around me. So uh, I find that important. So I, I try to meditate at least once a day. Okay. I, so I do this in the night as well. So your morning routine does include meditation. It does definitely, yeah. But I, I don't. I mean, I don't work out in the mornings, but I meditate in the morning. And what's your eating routine like? Is, <laughs> it's is, it's is a little a... weird. Like a lot of people find it very weird. So um, I drink a lot of coffee. Okay. Um, so that makes two of us. Yeah. <laughs> I drink a lot of coffee, but in Dubai, I've been drinking uh, karak chai. Okay. So maybe this is like a good time for me to... This is, this is a cheating time, I guess. Be addicted from coffee, actually. Yeah. I'm thinking of this as like a... But coffee food. addiction is good. Coffee is a superfood in a way. So um, I, I, I say that my, to myself too. Yeah. Like like running is a good addiction. Yeah. Coffee is a good addiction. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So I drink a lot of coffee. I eat fruits. Mm. So um, mainly like coffee and fruits is my breakfast. Okay. That's, and, uh, that's it. I drink a lot of coffee. You have no idea how much coffee I drink. Okay. So and, and this I is fruits, a particular. I drink a lot of fruits. Okay, but is there a particular kind of a coffee? Is there a particular uh, yeah. coffee bean? I I make oh, amazing South Indian filter coffee. And is there a particular place you pick up the coffee bean? No, beans I pick from? up. Uh, no, no, I don't pick up the coffee bean. I'm not that <laughs> ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I just pick up uh, this coffee called Kothas. It's okay. uh, very famous in Bangalore. Okay. It's really good for filter coffee. Okay. Is it organic or just normal? Uh, it's just normal. It's okay. got chicory in it. It's okay. got strong flavor, aroma. I love it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I, I make that. So I drink a lot of that. Um, mm. And I have fruits. And if I work out in the morning, like if I'm in training, mm. I do my workout in the morning. So okay. if I'm not in training like now, okay. then I work out in the evenings. Uh, so if I work out in the morning, then I have eggs as well. Okay. But uh, I don't eat any meat. Mm. So And my diet is usually like protein rich. I don't okay. eat um, grains much. So I eat a lot of um, raw veggies. I eat fruits. I eat um, pulses and eggs and paneer and protein rich diet. Yeah. Okay. And, and do you... You know, normally with your kind of fitness regime and, you know, workout and running and all, do you have any go-to foods or snacks that you always carry with you that you can munch on to if you feel hungry or you'll just have any samosa vada pao even if it's <laughs> Actually, you know what? But, um, you know, I, I ask you this question purely because to, to stay an athlete or to have that athletic body so that you can push yourself, I'm sure these small things are what take people away from their game. 
Absolutely. And that's what I'm asking you. You're very right. And um, my body actually uh, rejects foods like that. Like I eat sometimes if it's not available and I'm hungry, I'll eat a samosa. But it's not something my body craves. I carry okay. nuts, dry fruits and nuts. I love that. So that's okay. a great snack for me. Um, and I eat quite often because my meals are not very big. So I eat like whenever I'm hungry, I never stay okay. hungry. And okay. I can only eat when I'm hungry. I also okay. have that. I cannot, if you offer me food now and I'm not hungry, I will not touch it. Okay. So like I've just conditioned myself to eat like that. So okay. I listen to my body. I eat when I feel like. And because I've been eating healthy for a while, my body does like rejects fast food. Like just before I came to Dubai, I should tell you, uh, I was sick because I ate a veg burger. That's it. I mean, it was, <laughs> that's it. It's my body's rejecting. Yeah, um, it's junk food as it's it is. It's junk so food. Sure so I realized that um, it's not, uh, it can be inconvenient. Uh, but yeah, at least. Especially I guess when you have prepared your body also to have good healthy food. Yeah. I guess your body also gives you a signal that please don't Absolutely. please yeah. don't please don't mess with don't me. Don't feel yeah, correct. My body gives me like I crave fruits. I I really enjoy fruits. Mm. I look forward to eating fruits. I love dry fruits and nuts. But it's not like I was always like that. There was a time when I was eating like chips and and because I don't drink soda at all. Okay. Um very rarely I'll have a sip or whatever. But like so what your body asks you also changes once you start feeding it a certain way. It's like your body, like your... It's like um, a co-partner. It's like, it's like you coexist with your body. That also talks Yeah, like you feel, yeah, you've conditioned your body to, yeah. to eat healthier or to ask for certain kinds of foods, no? It's like you don't, if there are people who don't drink enough water, but if you keep forcing yourself to drink water, right. after a while your body starts asking for water. It's just about conditioning your body right. to ask for what is right so it is about making those conscious decisions to eat right or drink right or just work out and after a while like your body needs that exercise your body needs water your body it craves for it because Correct. you yeah. prepared it you have way. prepared it you have conditioned like i work out every day if i don't work out i work out at six in the morning and if i don't work out i'll feel horrible my right. day won't go right yeah yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's just some it's a part of you you need to do it yeah, yeah. absolutely so what's your take on fasting do you resort to fasting Sometimes I find it hard to fast because my meals are really small and uh, I've never really fasted like okay. before I um, Started running there was a time when I kind of did a food fast which means I only ate fruits which for dinner. Which means you dumped calories like how? No, I did not. That's the thing. I ate like regular meals okay. breakfast and lunch and I only ate fruits for dinner and that was hard mm. so that is so crazy because okay. I'm now like so that's what my body was different back then okay. and I did not work out back then. I ate like normal food, I ate three chapatis for every mm. meal and um, now I feel like I can fast if I want to, like I can survive on fruits. Okay. Um, it's also about preparing your mind for it. But you don't have... You, I, I don't fast as a, as a, as a, I don't have I think any... if you fast any, if you fast, I think you'll deserve, deserve <laughs> You're already very thin. Someone told me at the gym that yesterday, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't feel the need to fast, but sure. I think there is this thing of, um, what do you call it? Uh, intermittent intermittent fasting. fasting. I think I naturally do that because I I go for like almost 12 hours, 12, 13 hours. Without, without eating. 
eating because I have an early dinner okay. and then the next day I'm not a morning person so I, I just have like wake up late and I have coffee so it's like coffee technically doesn't even break the fast the way I would see because you're yeah. not eating anything <laughs> like I would like to believe it yeah so I think my normal routine itself is perfect like that yeah so because so, I do intermittent fasting and okay. intermittent fasting is somewhere around 14 to 18 hours of not yeah. eating so if you if you land up doing it naturally it shows also you know it shows on a person's health and vitality purely because you're resting your body yeah i love that you said this word vitality because i've been thinking about it a lot of people Mm. um talk about youth right like you look so young um i mean people tell me i look young uh, for my age but i don't think it is uh it's youth so much as vitality not just for me i look at people around me i think vitality is more important than youth vitality shows better than youth yes um so yes, it's about vitality. It's about how you feel, how you your energy levels, mm. and and it shows on your face, right? It shows in um, your demeanor. Yeah. So vitality is palpable. I, I, I also want to ask you now that you brought up vitality, this being upbeat, high on life, pushing yourself to the limit. All right, uh, physically, mentally. I. I I, I think there are certain moments everyone goes through that makes you that way, that makes you full of, uh, you know, passion or to prove something or to pursue something so passionately. Any particular moment in your life that you think has made you or, or, or changed you or transformed you? Because to be able to run an agency, make a documentary, run, uh, you know, there, there's a lot happening. I feel like I've always been like this. I've always like. But any particular incident or event that you think has transformed you? I feel like I definitely um, have more energy because I work out. I mm. I have more uh, physical and mental energy because of running. Um, but I don't know if there's any like one particular. I think running has transformed my life. I've mm. always been like a fairly high energy person. Okay. Um, but running is like giving me that extra, like physical vitality. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely has. And what was it about running that made you make a movie on it, make a documentary on it? What made you do that? It, and it was a beautiful documentary. Thank you. Um, actually, a, a runner uh, got in touch with me to do this. Um, Ashok Nath. He runs okay. um, IART, which is India Amateur Runners Trust. Okay. He, he, he reached out and uh, wanted to make this documentary and he reached out to me to be a great partner. So um, so that, the idea stemmed from him. Okay. And uh, so, But the idea for the film, uh, on what the film should be about, um, I, I think it just came from my own personal experience of how running transformed my own life. And I, I was sure that if uh, running has changed my life, like 180 degrees. It, I'm sure it has done that to other people as well. So let's find out and let's tell those stories. And how did you finalize on these stories? Why these people? Okay, so we uh, reached out. Like, to like these are all very different people. I know. They so, are absolute different spectrums of life. So yeah. that was the intent. So mm-hmm. we did, uh, we wanted to reach out to um, um, different kinds of people who were facing, who faced uh, various afflictions, um, not one kind of demographic and across India. So that was the criteria. So we reached out to runners across India because mm. uh, we are connected to the running community. We reached out to them and they uh, sent in their stories. So it was a long process of shortlisting. We shortlisted. But when shortlisting. you say you reached out, you reached out through social media, social media through yeah. connections. 
Yeah, or or asking what people were references in. Yeah, correct. Okay. So we reached out to the running. So you yourself didn't know any of these people personally? I didn't know. Actually, Ashok did all the reaching out. So okay. he's very well connected. So he yeah. reached out and we got the stories and we sat and read all the stories and shortlisted until we um, we came down to 10 and then we came down to 8. Um, and we shot, we shot 8 hmm. and then finally in the film, 6 made it. Yeah, so it was a it was a long process. We we had these criteria of they should be um, from different parts of India. They should have they should be from different demographic. They should have faced different kinds of difficulties. So it reaches out to a wider audience. Okay. Yeah. No, it was very unique. Like the gentleman who's taken support from his brother for three thousand rupees every month so that he yeah. can run. Yeah, it's a fantastic story. Wow, for him to live in a very isolated place just so that he can practice running and he wants to break the India record. Yeah, he's still at it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. So how's how's been the response for the movie? How's been the? It has been great. It yeah. has been great. Yeah. So we it's been five years now since we made it, and uh, mm. every time we screen it, I had a few screenings last year as well. Okay. Um, it has been fantastic. So, yeah, it's it's won an award as well. Um, oh wow. Yeah. So it won the jury award at uh, the Oliver Film Festival. Unfortunately, we haven't sent it to a lot of film festivals, but it did uh, win an award. But it more than that, it's the response from people the people who watch it come back and tell you that this is uh, that they're moved by it yeah. and um, no i felt so grateful <laughs> I, i'll tell you honestly i put a message also on facebook that i feel so blessed for the life i have and i guess that movie would just make someone feel so grateful that a person is where he is and uh, you know he, he should make the most of where he is you know thank you yeah and yeah. how important it is to physically exert Running being one medium for people to do that. Yeah, yeah. So, any other movie that you have in the works for this? Any other? Uh, no, 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 not yeah. at the moment. It's just uh, writing. I'm just fo focusing on writing right now. So, so when you say you're focusing on writing, is it uh, fiction, non-fiction? Fiction. I write fiction. So, um, uh, I, I read fiction. I write fiction. I write mm. poetry as well. Mm. Um, but I also write a blog. Which is just to process my life okay. and uh, and just to kind of introspect okay. um, on um, anything. I mean, it just I don't. So you blog, any... you you put your thoughts out over there. Yeah, I put my I kind of like the things that I've processed and figured out for myself. I put it out there. Uh, I want and to share what it are, the what are the kind of topics you cover there? Uh, maybe you should read it. I'll give I will for the audience. <laughs> what do you think um, the audience will so, find if they go there? So the latest blog is um, very related to what we just spoke about about uh, how you should uh, love your body. So that's the last one that I wrote, okay. and why you should love your body. And, and why, why should you love your body? <laughs> so In short, if we <laughs> if we can share, because um, because I'm obsessed with taking care of my body. All right, uh, I, the eating habits I have, people call me crazy, but <laughs> I, as I said, I think we coexist with our bodies. So I, I think uh, I, I don't know if coexist. I would say coexist. I think we are intrinsically part of our body. Like it's, uh, we are connected to our body, and right. we should listen to our body because our body gives us um, signals on how we are feeling. And you know, if you're feeling anxious or stressed, your body gives you signals. Right. You know, body reacts to it, and uh, if you're if you're sick, you can't be happy, no. And uh, vice versa. It's just we are so intrinsically connected to our body. It's the only home we have. Mm -hmm. It's the only place we live in. And uh, if you don't love it, um, it's not going to love you back. You're going to 
you're going to be sick, you're not going to be able to function normally, you can't climb upstairs, you can't do the things that you should be normally able to do or run after your kid. Uh, and I guess with you being in this sport, you would have met so many people who at a later age regret or, or not happy about the fact that they are physically, right? Because they, they did not build good habits I, in the I meet a lot of people who are not happy. I'm not, not later age, even a lot of young Irrespective people. of the money that yeah. they have. Irrespective of the success they have. Right. Um, but I don't think there's any age to start getting fit. Mm. I feel like you can do that at any age. As long as you want to do it, you can be 85 and you can start your journey. You know, there is no such thing called like, oh, now it's too late for me to start running. There have been there are stories of women who've started running at 60, 65 and doing amazing things. Wow. Uh, there is, Can uh, you give an example of someone who, some some real radical transformation a person has gone through because of the habit of running? Like it of course comes out in the movie, but right. any story that is not in the movie but stands out for you? I uh, There's this nun, I forget the name. There's this nun who started running at 60, 65. I saw a YouTube video. I'm okay. so terrible with um, names. remembering names from uh, YouTube videos. Yeah. I remember names mm. of real people mm. that I meet. But... Um, but I would say like even in my own running circle, there are people who've lost like tons of weight, who've gotten fitter, who've got rid of diabetes and things like that. So, um, But any radical transformation, like a mentally a complete game changer for a person who got into this, um, that stands yeah. out for you. Okay. I, well, it, it happened for me. Oh, <laughs> so... <yeah. laughs> Uh, like yeah, your your life kind of, would be my life would be very different if I hadn't uh, started running. I think it would have probably not moved to where I am now. Maybe it would have taken longer. I don't know. Like I'm guessing here, but I feel like I did the things that I did, and I am where I am today because I started running. So I feel like I became more of myself. And you love that part about you. Of course, yeah, for sure. Everyone should. I think that's the goal. Everyone mm. should strive to be more of themselves. And you find any um, means to do that. For me, running helped. Meditation helps. When you say more of yourself means express yourself the way you want or be happy with the way you are. When you say more of yourself means what? So to become more of who you naturally are, right? Like we are all... Um, Not suppress we have a certain, Yeah, we are all uh, wired a certain way. We, are all, we all have a certain DNA, so to speak. And a lot of times... We don't even know who it is that we are and we are trying to conform to what everybody else wants us to be, right? Like maybe a person is really flamboyant and that's their natural way of being. But because it's, you know, people don't um, appreciate flamboyance. Maybe they're trying and to sometimes be it, And else. sometimes it's an act. It's not actually how they are. It's an act sometimes. It, sometimes it's an yeah. act. So I feel like when you're more yourself and you're more um, natural, I feel like we're all very loving people but sometimes you see people at work in a professional environment and they feel this need to be um, to talk down to their you know subordinates mm. or or be angry and and create stress in the world which happens because they can't control themselves they're not aware of themselves and that's why they I, I don't know I feel like they also there is this um, idea that you have to be a certain way to control your subordinates and this thing of having to control someone else mm. That's, you know, that is, it's like only if I get angry mm. and if I, I scream at someone, this person's going to listen to me. Mm. Like if I speak kindly to this person, they are not going to listen to me. These are all like ideas that have 
for some reason a lot of people have these ideas that if you if you if you show respect to your subordinates and be kind to them they're not going to listen to you or they will not respect you mm. i feel like these are all false ideas and i feel like if people are left to themselves and to just be who they are they're not going to be that person i agree yeah they're just going to be what is our they'll be a better version self, right yeah. our natural like everybody i feel all human beings your natural um, way of being is to be loveful you know or to be kind that kindness and love like i feel like a lot of times we we suppress that under uh, what the need to be aggressive and be assertive and to be heard because you feel like nobody's going to listen to you if you're not a certain way or nobody will respect you or you want people to fear you you know it's so you're saying running could actually get you to be that version of you be yourself I so. yes i think running can actually like make you more aware of who you are as a person uh, and i feel like meditation really helped me as well but yeah. for me running is also meditation you in a zone yeah you're, you're in a certain you're state of mind yeah yeah so it, you feel more connected to yourself and you feel grounded and you feel uh, you're not just drifting along your mind is uh, you it helps you look within that half an hour one hour every day yeah that it itself you, does a it magic it helps you just kind of like connect with yourself your body and your mind it's like yoga right it is uh, it, it is a connection and it, it helps you look with therapeutic it is very therapeutic it, in in so many ways you know i feel like running has so many benefits and uh, just um, somebody was asking me the other day about um, everybody just looks at how you look right, right? Uh, how you look you're you're slim and you're fit and you have a good body they think that is why people run that is only a side effect yeah. that's just a by product and when i tell people that they laugh like because that's all they can see they don't see the inner transformation they don't see the inner journey the 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 phoenix and not many are us. wanting to even go through it or understand what that inner transformation or journey is because the value is so much on the way you present the value is so much on the way you look the outer Yeah, but appearance. people can sense it. No, when when you see a positive person, you can feel their vibe. Yeah, hundred percent. You can see, you can feel a, sense, a person's energy and vitality and positivity. And these are things that you can sense. And of course, it's it helps to look good and have be fit and have a, have a good body. Yeah. But um, I'm saying those are like byproducts. I think it just helps you become more of yourself. There's that uh, being an advertising person. I have to mention this. There's a do hoarding, right? Do hoarding. Be more you. I love mm. that line. I don't know I, in India. Of, no, in Dubai. Oh, I know. All over Dubai. I, I love that line. It yeah. says, "Be more you." Okay. I think everyone should just strive to be more for themselves. Because who else can be them, right? Wow, I I didn't see running from that perspective. Like running can make you do that. Yeah, it helps you become more of yourself, and like you can, and what you are is goodness. I mean, no, no human being is bad intrinsically. Yeah, I know? agree. So like if you can just become more of yourself and bring out all that goodness and that love and the kindness how amazing that would be Wow and and when you do have these uh, routines that you go by all right uh, I asked you about your morning routine you got a lot of love and gratitude that you spoke about all right intrinsically everyone is good you, you know it, it's a it's a beautiful value system you live by so How do you end your day? Is there a particular habit you have to end your day, which cultivates this persona around you and that aura around you? Uh, well, yes, I, I the gratitude journal that definitely helps. So um, writing that makes me feel very blessed. Like even if I've had a, a difficult day, 
uh, at work or just just a difficult day in any way when I write down about what has happened I see the different reasons I should be grateful for like it's hard to kind of sometimes look at uh, when you've had a difficult day and things have not gone very well it's hard to look at the positive things that have happened so that, that my gratitude log helps me look at the positive and I go to bed feeling blessed wow so and I, how do you how do you write this gratitude journal what's your format like I, I write on the computer I have a terrible handwriting you can see right here I can't <laughs> even understand it myself so okay. I, I write on the computer okay. um, and, uh, and I also, how, how many things do you write I don't have like I know they say you write five things, uh, but I just write it like an essay form. Okay. I just write it uh, the way the day, way your day went. Yeah, and like whatever. Just it's just free flowing thoughts. Okay, okay. Uh, like sometimes I write about my dreams and what it means. Like it's very like there's no structure to it. Okay, it's just like a fun read if you read it ever, wow. and I hope you'll never read it. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun, and I also read. I I try to read every every okay. night, uh, at least a little bit. So okay. that is also something that I. I have like three things that I want to do every day. So I do those three things, which is um, which is love, grow and create. So I feel like if I do these things every day, then my day has been kind of, it's complete. Like I have lived today well. So, and, and what would signify love? What would signify grow? What would signify create? <laughs> um, love is just uh, like maybe doing this podcast, you know, okay. like sharing love, sharing my ideas. Okay. Um, connecting. Uh, connecting with another human being or... Uh, just expressing love to friends, family, it could okay. be in any way, any small way. And okay. um, to grow is to, I do, like for me, running, meditation, reading. This is growth. Like I think every, you have you can't stagnate. Okay. You need to spend some time on personal growth. I, I'm very big on that. Okay. And uh, create for me, of course, I feel like every human being has a capacity to create. Because okay. we don't, shouldn't just consume. Everyone should contribute in some way. Okay. And that can be different for different people. For me, since I'm a writer, I write. Okay. So that's my, um, that's what I need to do. That's your day. channel. That's my channel to create. So, um, so these are three things I want to tick off. At the end of every the day. day. Every day. You In feel complete way, when you do that. Yes. I feel like, okay, today I have lived my day properly yeah. if I've done these three things. Wow. And yeah. which are the books you would say have been really, uh, you know, a huge learning for you? Which are the books that have... Uh, uh, helped you grow as a person um i i read a lot of fiction ah, so okay so I, not it, I so which are the books which are your favorite fiction books if um, i may know because i read a lot and i would love to know which is your favorite um i, I love ishiguro um because I, I love hemingway okay um, so i i read a lot of um um i would say slightly darker books as well um, I recently read Han Khan's with the vegetarian, so I like um, like serious books. Okay. I like books that move me, um, okay. that are emotionally like powerful. I love that kind of writing. So um, yeah, but I think there is learn. Like you asked me, uh, what I learned from books. I feel mm. like you can learn from anything. From fiction, of course. From fiction, from anything. I feel like I'm always looking. Like Hemingway, for... his writings <laughs> can teach you so much. Yeah. 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 Fiction, you can learn a lot yeah. from fiction, and um, and also as a as a child, um, uh, I was made to read the Bhagavad Gita a lot. Yeah. Um, Which version the, did you read? Who's who's uh, the Iskon version? Okay. Yeah, so this is it. The Iskon version. No. The Iskon version is this is it, right? It. Okay. So, but I feel like even though I felt forced to read that, and now. Uh, 
a lot of it has stuck with me and I'm very grateful to my mother for making us uh, go through that. And I feel like a lot of the, the, the teachings from Bhagavad mm. Gita are so needed for just living your life mindfully and uh, with gratitude. You know, it's the best, it's one of the best things I've ever read. It's a 15, I, I read, you know, one which is by Nityananda. It's a 1500 page book. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was amazing. I, I shared with a few people. It's the most profound thing I've read. It, it is. It really is. Yeah. yeah, as a child, it's harder to appreciate it, but now I can. And I feel like even though I don't read it anymore, yeah. uh, so much of that uh, like um, has has stuck with me. Like I remember it, mm. you know. As in, I think it's so important to teach our children um, like values or just put stuff in their head that will probably... Uh, like it, hopefully, it changes their life. Yeah. It, it uh, hopefully will stay with them. Like, like a seed, is, yeah. Which okay, just to plant the seeds is important. And which value system would you say got implanted in you through Bhagavad Gita? I think to to um, karma yoga, uh, I would think. I would say like you have to like trust the process. Like you have to do whatever you do um, with complete um, honesty. Hmm. Whatever it is, even if it's the smallest action like sweeping or whatever, hmm. just like be there in that moment and do it properly and don't worry about the outcome right uh, nothing is in our control absolutely right whatever you do whether you write a book or or you send an email to a client or um, send a text to somebody nothing is in our control what you can do you do well the outcome will be whatever it is but you have to plant the seeds if you're going to water a plant every day it's going to grow but you have to water the plant right because that's you in your control it. that is in your control you can do what you can but you must do what you can and you should do it mindfully so i feel like that's like such a basic principle that's that's easy to follow no but it's uh, a it's a it could be a core part of your why your life would turn out the way it turns out do we, i have a tattoo over here do, yeah. the, do the work don't yeah, bother about the result that, that's exactly yeah, yeah. That's, that's this tattoo awesome. over here says do the work don't bother about the result yeah like I, I loved it when uh, Krishna tells Arjun, just just uh, aim, take a aim and shoot the arrow. Where it lands is up to me. Right. It's it's a it's, yeah. A, yeah. it's a one one part when they are conversing and Krishna says it's not up to you. It's up to me. I I already know where it's gonna land. You take the aim and shoot. Yeah. You gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta do. That's what you gotta it. Do. Yeah. And, and you know that is such a liberating thing also because you mm. know you don't have to worry about controlling the outcome. But you have to do the work. You have to trust the process and just do it right and surrender. Amazing. Amazing. Any particular book you would give the most? If you had to gift a book, which one would you gift the most? Um. <laughs> oh. I, I, I mean, I, I, would, uh, I would definitely say a book of Hemingway. But also... Uh, I really loved uh, The Agony and the Ecstasy, Michelangelo's biography. That really, really moved me. Um, yeah. And to see a person's um, life, an artist's life, uh, someone who spent his entire life creating and and how, you know, it caused pain. And I mean, just to, just to feel what he felt, you know, is is amazing. And to think that people can dedicate their entire lives to an art and go through the agony for the purpose of art to create. Uh, for me, that is amazing. Wow. That's like the epitome of what's, it, what's it called again? <laughs> the Agony and the Ecstasy by Irving Stone, I think. On Michelangelo. Yeah. Wow. I read a lot of autobiographies. I'll definitely yeah. get my hand. Yeah, on. The Agony and the Ecstasy is a beautiful book. Yeah. 
Wow. Okay. And uh, what would you, we almost Kalpana uh, at, the, at the end of the podcast, but few more questions, okay, before we go. What would you put up on a hoarding in the middle of Indranagar? Indranagar or Sheikh Zayed Road. If there was a huge hoarding which can be seen by every person uh, going by, what would you put up? Like, I think Sheikh Zayed Road already has a lot of these hoardings. And, uh, the one yours would be, yours about, would stand out. So um, which one would it be? So I actually like the one that do, do has, being an advertising person, Be mm-hmm. More You. I think that's a great one. But also, I, I would say, like, um, I, I, I love poetry. I love Mary Oliver. And um, there is this... Uh, line of hers the last line from a um, poem called the summer day it is um, tell me what it is you plan to do with your one wild and precious life so i i that's a very very beautiful quote from mary, mary oliver and i think everyone should ask themselves that question and um, think about what they how they want to spend that one life and how do you ask yourself this question do you visualize do you do you journalize that also yeah, I think it's a pro. I ask myself that every day. Like, I think this whole thing of uh, love, create, and grow for me is part of that. How I want to spend today is how I want to spend the rest of my life. I want to mm-hmm. do these three things every day of my life, and then my life would be worthwhile, be meaningful. Amazing. Amazing. So, where can people reach you out, Kalpana? What is your social media handle? Where, where can they connect with you? Um, they, they can email me mm-hmm. at uh, kalpanakumal at gmail.com. Okay. And uh, they can reach me on Instagram. Uh, I'm Scholar Gypsy. Why Scholar Gypsy? <laughs> it's such an eccentric name. Yeah. It's, it's an eccentric name but my, because my eccentric dad gave me that nickname. Scholar Gypsy. Small. Yeah, my dad used to call me Scholar Gypsy because I used to read a lot. And you have a cool dad because my dad has no idea what Instagram <laughs> is. So. Uh, no, so he gave me that name when I was little. Ah, okay. But well, yeah, so that became my Instagram handle. Okay. And um, because I used to read a lot, so he called me Star ah, Okay. Yeah. And uh, they can reach me on Facebook, Kalpana Komal. Okay. Yeah. And I write um, a blog on Medium. Um, they can follow that. And what's the blog called? Uh, it's it's on Medium. It's just my name, Kalpana Komal. They can learn. They can look for it. Yeah. Okay. Medium is a blog platform for some for, for, for writers. I also have a blog there. Really? Yeah. Okay. Manish Walani. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, secure, yeah. Yeah, please. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a, I've just started writing. I got seven articles there. Great. Uh, but yeah, something or the other, I keep putting there. Okay. But uh, Kalpana, thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your holiday. You've been here for a <laughs> holiday, and you took time out uh, for this nice chat. I really appreciate it. I thank you for that, and I so wish you many, many more podium finishes, <laughs> awards. Uh, and everything that you know grows you and makes you more of you. Thank you, thank you so much, Manik. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Yeah, thank you so, thank much. You so much. Take care. Bye. Bye.